0: Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Well, we are in the finale of a series we have called This Is Home. So I want you to take out those notes you got when you came in today or open up that app and you can follow along with us as we've been describing of who we are as a church this has been the perfect series for those who are kind of kicking the tires, figuring out if this is a church for them, because not only have we explained our vision of moving people from where they are to where God wants them to be, but we've explained our values. These are our behaviors of who we are as a church, and I hope you've adopted them as your personal values also. I'm going to give them to you one more time, but while I give them to you, why don't you say them out loud with me as they pop up here on the screen. Number one is that Jesus is our answer. you got to help me out at every location. Ready? Number two, the Bible is our foundation. Number three, community is our commitment. Number four, worship is our lifestyle. And number five, people are our pursuit. And so that is who we are as a church. And if you missed any of those messages, you can find them on YouTube and check them out. People go, what is your church all about? Let them see these messages. It kind of gives the DNA of who we are. If you have your Bibles today, I want you to open up to the book of Luke, chapter 10. We're going to read a story that is a popular story throughout Scripture. Jesus told Probably one of the most famous parables that he described in the Bible, parable meaning a story, but it's one that I think will help realign us with our final value of who we are as a church as we challenge you today on this. And it starts in Luke chapter 10 and it goes and starts in verse 30. Jesus is talking and he says, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, they beat him and went away. Leaving him half dead, and a priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. Say, other side, other side. Other side. So, to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the where, other side. on the other side, on the other side. It's unfortunate. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. And he went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And there he put the man on his own donkey, and he brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii, and he gave it to the innkeeper. Look after them, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these do you think was their neighbor to the man who had fell into the hands of robbers, Jesus asked. And the response is, the experts of the law replied, "The one who had mercy on them." And then Jesus gives a challenge not only to them but also to us. And this is our challenge today at Radiant Church: is simply to go and do likewise. Go and do likewise. This is the title of today's message. It's our fifth value, as we've talked about all of our values. Here's the final one: is that people are our pursuit. People are our pursuit. Now, as you're writing that down, you might want to pause for a little bit because when you think of people, you don't think of people as your pursuit. You think of people as your, you probably wanted to write it this way, maybe as your uh, problem. <laughs> Come on, can I get a good amen? Anybody feel like, man, you just attract some kind of weirdos? Like, they just, they, anybody have any difficult people in your life right now? Anybody sitting next to a difficult person in your life? No, don't say it right now. Like, you're married to them right now. It, 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 we think of people as our problem. Somebody, you didn't want to write pursuit and maybe you didn't even think of problem. You also, you thought of people as are our, our pain because they're the ones that can can hurt you. Some of y'all didn't want to even want to end it with pain. You wanted to end it with keep the sentence going after pain. And I won't even explain that right there. <laughs> That's funny right there. Because because people can be brutal. They're the ones that'll hurt you, they're the ones that'll commit a lot to you, they're the ones that'll break up with you. We all experienced pain from people, but I, I want to help you today. Realign our value today. That people are—they're they're not called to be your problem, and they're not called to be your pain. But people are our pursuit. They're a pursuit. They're—they're they're a, a goal for us to go after and be Jesus to in our world today. And if the Church of Jesus Christ here in Tampa Bay, Radiant Church, was activated to pursue people who are hurting and broken, I believe we would be the catalyst of change in our region, that we're not here to criticize the world. We're here to impact the world and bring them to a life-giving relationship with Jesus Christ. Can I hear a better amen today, church? So our story goes that there's a man who's on a journey from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and as he's on this journey, he gets attacked by Robbers. Now, I think it's an important note to say that this is a picture of humanity, that humanity today has been robbed. The Bible says it this way, that the thief, our enemy, comes to do what? To steal and to kill and to destroy. He's out to take people and rob them of everything God wants to give them and don't let social media sit there and confuse you and mislead you in thinking that the persons who seem so far from god actually have it all together you ever see those people online you're like i'm a christian and and i have to work so hard and i have it i have all these struggles but look at them they got it all together you have no clue how robbed they actually are You have no clue how robbed they are of a healthy relationship, how robbed they are of joy, how they've been robbed of their peace. Let me tell you, my worst day as a Christian is better than any day I ever had before I knew Jesus. I'm telling you, it's better when we have a relationship with God. But we have to understand today that the world is robbed. They're beaten up. They're broken. It's a picture of society today. But I have good news because there's a lot of people here today that you're that person. You're the person that's been beaten up, the world has spit you out, and you're in one of our campuses today and you're looking for hope and I have good news for you today because the verse in John 10.10 does not end with what the thief can do. If it ended with the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, that would be depressing. But it goes on to say, Jesus says, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full there's some good news for some people that feel broken and beat up today if you're robbed it's not over your life is not ending I wrote it down this way you might be down but you're not out you're not out of this thing that maybe just maybe you're at this place of such brokenness that you can actually now receive all that God has for your life and i want to bring some hope to some people today that feel broken and feel beat up here's the hope hope is simply this phrase ready things can change things can change the relationship's broken it can get better the kid is far away from his from his faith he can come back to god you feel like that addiction can't be overcome it can be overcome that is why you need to be at church next sunday because some of you guys are going to see next sunday the impact of the gospel and people's lives. We're going to hear stories, many of them in the services. Some locations have to do it after the service um, because of their logistics of the, of the location. But stick around. Don't run off to Cracker Barrel. You, you'll be able to get that food. The food will still be there, Okay. Be there and hear the stories because what you're going to hear is you're going to hear stories of brokenness, of people who felt like it was all over, but God came through for them. And when you hear that story, I want you to sit there and say, if God can do it for them, he can do it for me too. If he did it for them, he can do it for my kid. If he can do it for them, he can do it for my spouse. He's a God that can change lives. Come on, give them better praise. Amen. So what solution did God bring to the man robbed on the side of the road? He brought people. And I want you to get this. Because if I was God, I would do it so different. I would bring like, hey, people are messed up. People got issues. I'm going to send like angels down. And like, let the angels, this is my angel, you know. <laughs> let, let the angels like take care of them. Let them, let them resolve this stuff. But, but he doesn't. God uses throughout humanity, he is broken, flawed people to accomplish his perfect plan. So if you think you're beyond God using, I want you to know you've got that wrong. God can use your life. Write down your notes this way, God's people are his solution to man's problems. So when you think of the problems that are out there today, I want you to remember that when you see those problems, you're seeing those problems because God wants you to be the solution to those problems. So many times we get so frustrated. We go, man, I just, I can't believe. I wish somebody would do something about that. Let me tell you who the somebody is, you. You're the somebody that God wants to use to do something great in the world today. Radiant Church is the agent of change that God wants to use to bring revival and restoration and life change to the Tampa Bay area. I'm not looking out there. I'm looking in here. We are the people that God wants to use. You right there at the heights, God wants to use you. We are his plan A for humanity. And that's, that, that, that's a big deal. Because if we weren't the people God was going to use, and if he had some other plan, here's the best thing we could do for you. That when you make a decision to follow Jesus on Sunday at one of our campuses and you raise that hand, then right at that moment, one of our ushers in the balcony should, you know, do a little snipe right into like a little like a little arrow that would just take you out. It would drag you out back, be done with you and bring you right to heaven. You're like, that's the harshest thing ever. That would be the best thing we could do for your life because then you never have to worry about sin anymore. Don't have to worry about backsliding and going back into the world and overcoming temptations or being a bad representative of Christ. No, no, the best thing we could do for you is to get you to the ultimate purpose, which is to get to heaven. But your ultimate purpose is not heaven. Yeah. Let me tell you, heaven is our destination, but we have a purpose that's called people. We're here to make a difference in people's lives. That's why Paul wrote it this way We are therefore Christ ambassadors. Look at that word right there. Ambassadors means you have now a actual official, you're an official representative of God himself on this planet. Wow. When you walk into the grocery store, you're representing God in that grocery store. When you're in that board meeting, you're representing God in that board meeting. When you're dealing with that couple and they come to your home and they they need some help, you're a representative of God. And here's what the verse goes on to say, as if God was making his appeal through us. Think about that. That's a big weight on our life, that God makes his appeal through people. So who does he send? Well, our story goes that the man's broken down, beat up on the side of the road, and he sends a pastor. Isn't that the solution? God, you know, I'm here. I'm just working in 9 to 5. Send the guy on the stage. So God sends the guy on the stage, the priest, and he's walking. He's got his skinny jeans on. He's ready to go. (laughs) Put it in in 2021, right? And as he sends the priest, the priest is so busy. He's, he's studying. He's got to study the word. He's got to maybe go doing, do a ceremony. He's got to preach the next day. He's doing out the movies. He's got to get it all done. And, and, and he's so busy doing that he misses the God opportunity right in front of us. So then God goes, okay, what's the next solution? Let me bring a Christian leader, the Levites. The Levites were the leaders of the day. So they would, they would lead in the church. They would be your lead dream teamer. That's your team lead, your coach, your director. They're, 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 oh, man, if anybody's going to see the person, it's going to be them. And the Bible says this Levite comes along, is walking now, and but the Levite is so busy, he also can't stop. Why? You know what the Levite's thinking? The Levite's thinking, man, i got to do setup at Gaither High School next week. Oh, man, i got to get people on Planning Center. They're not responding to Planning Center. You know who you are. You're ignoring Planning Center invites. And he's thinking, how do I get them to start Planning Center again? Like, how do I, I don't get them on the team? And some of you are like, what is Planning Center? Go through next steps <laughs> You know, on the dream team. And they're so busy doing ministry, they miss God opportunities. There's so many times we're busy doing important things that we miss the God things in our life. And then, all of a sudden, God says, okay, I got another option, and it's this guy, a Samaritan. The Samaritans were in a brutal race war with these people. They hated each other. There was such a stigma about how terrible the Samaritans were. But here's what this guy did, because there would be a moment that this guy's walking along and sees this guy broken down, and his thing is not... I want to help this guy. This, his, his issue is going to be, who am I that I can help him? I'm only a Samaritan. I want to encourage some people in here today. Listen, write it down your notes this way. God never consults your pedigree to see if you have a purpose. That's a good line right there. Because a lot of you guys are sitting there going, well, I'm a Samaritan or I'm the son of so-and-so, or the daughter of so-and-so, or I got a divorce back in this time, or I lost my job back here, I went through bankruptcy here, or I have this addiction here, and you count every reason why God can't use you. Let me tell you, if you're on the spot and you see the need, that's the call. God wants to use you to bring hope and help to somebody that's in need today. So stop letting your pedigree keep you from your purpose. God wants to you. Can I hear a good amen today, church? So what do we do? What do we do with people that are broken and hurting, and how do we make an impact? I believe he gives us three easy steps right here in our passage today that I think will be eye-opening to all of us of how we can make a difference to pr- make people our pursuit. Number one, look what it says in verse 33. When he saw him, he looked at him and t- had pity on him. Now, this is a big word. Because there's a lot of times we see people that are struggling, but that doesn't mean we have pity for them. So here's the first one. Write it down. People deserve our compassion. They deserve our compassion. You want to make an impact in the world? we got to be people of compassion. Now, there's two different types of people that when you get sick. Okay, there's people like me. When I get sick, I want nobody around me. I don't want anybody in the same room as me. I don't want you waiting on me. I don't want even, like, I'll take care of myself. Anybody else like that? Like, you're like me. Okay, you know, they're all my people. All right, so we are the we're we're the minority in this. This is not the norm. The norm is not us. The norm is like my wife. When my wife is sick, every we're all going to know about it. And, and she's so kind and she's so compassionate. But like the other day, it was a couple weeks ago. She came to me. She's like, Aaron, I got like a sore throat. I'm I'm like coughing. And I'm like, you go get up in your room right now. <laughs> we don't even have your room. It, it's our room. But you go get in that room. We're locking the door. Well, uh, Aaron, it's not COVID. I don't care. I'm quarantining you for two weeks. I just want to snuggle with you. You're not snuggling with me. I'm not getting what you got. I had to check myself a little bit. Compassion wasn't my first go-to. Compassion's never our go-to when it comes to humanity. We look at people who are hurting and broken. Here's what we think. Not to step on your toes. This is what we think. Well, that guy shouldn't have been on that road in the first place. Oh, he couldn't defend himself? Shame on him. Ooh, be careful. Be careful when we start looking at people and we start looking at them without the compassion that comes from God. And when you don't feel that compassion, here's what I've realized in my life. When there's people in my life that I should care and should hurt for, here's what I realize. It's that I'm not praying for them. Write it down this way. Because prayer deposits passion. So, So if you want a passion for somebody who's lost and broken and hurting... Or you want a passion for some group or, or some, some people that are not like you. You start to pray for them. Because write it down in your notes this way. Where there is a lack of passion, there's usually a lack of prayer. <laughs> By the way, I deal with couples all the time that will come to me and they go, he's done this and she's done this and I can't believe this. And I'll stop and go, "What's the last time you all know, prayed for each other? Well, I'm not praying for her. I, you know, it's like, I'm like, well, that, well, that's why you don't feel. That's where the, the passion left. You want to re-spark the excitement and the love and the marriage, pray for each other. Watch what happens, which, by the way, that is why Jesus is very, very sneaky. Very, very sneaky. You know what he did? He told us, he said, you have a problem with your enemy, you pray for your enemy. You know why he told us to pray for our enemy? <laughs> Not because it's going to change your enemy. Jesus was very smart. He knew as soon as you start praying for your enemy, guess who changes? Not them, you do. And God starts changing your heart. And watch how you start walking with compassion towards this. Because that's the heart of Jesus. When he sees people who are hurting and broken, he doesn't blame them. He has compassion for them. Look at it says in Matthew. It says, when Jesus saw the crowds. He saw the people. He wrote a post on Instagram and talked about how terrible these people are. Because they did this to themselves. He had compassion on them. Because he knew what was going on. They were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Let me just ask our church across all of our campuses, it's time to get a little bit more compassionate about people who are hurting right now. There's a lot of people are, are hurting. There's a lot of people that are broken. And I know you've got your political views of why they're in that situation. No, no, no. As followers of Jesus, that, that is over every political view that you have right there. We have compassion with people, for people first. Matt, Micah says it this way. What does the Lord require of you? That's a strong phrase right there. Require. I don't know. If I want to know, what does God require of me? Here's what God requires of Radiant Church. Ready? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly. I think in our day and age... We would do a good service to the people of our city if Radio Church, we walk a little more humble in realizing, going, we don't have it all together. We're just here to pray for you and love you and help you because if it wasn't by the grace of God, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And if God can change me, I know He can change you. We (laughs) got to have that kind of attitude. Can you give them a little bit of better praise? Amen, church. So it starts with compassion, and we're going to talk about. How we're going to apply this in our life in just a second. Number two, it says in verse 34, so he went and he bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. So he didn't just go, hey, you're on my prayer list. All good. Hey, 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 love you. Love you. Man, man, we got you. We got you. And just keeps walking along. Man, take a selfie with the guy. Really encourage them. No, no, no. People deserve more than just our compassion. Here's the second one. People deserve our care. In other words, we got to do something about it. Because it's not enough just to sit there and feel it. Now we have to do something about it. And when you think of the lost and broken people who are heading towards an eternity away from God, we have to feel in our heart going, God, what is my part to play in this? The famous missionary David Livingston says it this way, sympathy is no substitute for action. What a great phrase right there. I don't care if you feel bad for them. What are you going to do about it? And I love our church to the fact that we are a church that is a church of action. We are all about making a point to say, we're not going to just feel it. We're going to do something about it. Just even the last couple of weeks with the surge of COVID and what's been going on, we look for ways that we can take action. And I love this video our team put together of just one of the ways that you guys serve to make a difference. Check this out.
1: So Radiant Church, our vision has always been when we see people in crisis and in need, that we don't just sit back and look at it. We do something about it. We run towards crisis. Just this month, we decided as a church to respond to the crisis, to the need of the healthcare workers in our community. To do that, we did a serve day at all of our locations where we made care packages. And in those care packages, we filled them with things like granola bars, trail mix and gum but the bigger deal was we put pray first bracelets in every one of those packages and a handwritten note from people right here at Radiant to encourage the people at every one of the hospitals that we went to. We also in partnership with our care department and Pastor Helen were able to sponsor meals going out to the different hospitals and we were able to through the meals and through the care packages bring light into a dark situation bring some hope to what seems like a hopeless situation for these people. So thank you, Radiant Church, for being such a generous church and for making people your pursuit.
0: I love that. I love that. I love that. That's been our mission of our church from the very beginning. I remember we, we had our first, like, interest meeting before the church ever started, and there 17 people that showed up to it. This is six months before the actual church services would start, So they're like, well, what are we going to do? I said, I've already got it on their calendar. Next Saturday, there's an event in Hyde Park. We're going to go and just serve the community. We're going to set up a table, give away some coffee, meet some people, just level some people, figure out how we can pray for them. So the next Saturday, we show up, and we're in Hyde Park. And I remember sitting there, and and nobody had ever heard of Radiant Church. Nobody knew what we were doing. And so it's just a small group of us, 12 or so, that are there serving that day. And so people are walking up, and they're like, oh, oh, you're starting a church. Where's the church at? And I'm like this is it we're it we're the, we're the church they're like oh okay okay like like where, where do y'all meet right here this is where we meet they're, they're like well what are your services like this is our service here's a cup of coffee some things have not changed by the way <laughs> And, and, and people were so shocked to realize, listen, the church is not about a group that meets in the four walls of a building. The church is the people of Jesus Christ that go out and serve and love and give and be the hands and feet of Jesus. It's what we're called to be. Here's why it's important. Write it down because people do not care what you know until they know that you care. And a lot of you guys, let me tell you the best thing we can do is do something tangible for people who are far from God. We used to live by this phrase, and I still do, where in the scriptures it says, they might not believe what we believe, but they will see our good deeds. And the result of that is that they'll glorify our Father that's in heaven. The whole goal of giving God glory happens through us serving and loving people. And you can do this. You can do your part. And here's what the the tension is. Ready? It's you don't need to let the frustration of not being able to do everything keep you from doing something. Because I hear it all the time. They're like, well, it's just too big of an issue. I can't do anything. You can do something. You can make a difference. You can do something. You can invite. You can love. You can, you can sit there and, and send an encouraging text message. You, you can go and clean their house. You can bring them food when they're struggling. I'm telling you, the best example is not going to be some message you preach. It's some life that you live of caring for people. And this man made a decision. Not only am I going to have pity, but now I'm going to take some action, and I'm going to bandage their wounds. It was temporary. It was triage. It was a little bit. But I'm telling you, it's what the world needs today is a church that will say, even though we can't do everything, we're going to do something because we are called to make a difference. Bible says it this way in James chapter four, if anyone knows then the good they ought to do and doesn't do it by the way, sin for that person. So you know what you're supposed to do to serve that neighbor and serve that coworker and and encourage that person. Let me tell you, it is it is for us. It is sin for us not to step out and be the hands and feet of Jesus to a hurting world. So the man goes and he has pity on this guy who I'm challenging and I'm believing today that there's people in your life that God's stretching your heart and and changing your heart to have pity on. And then he goes from pity and compassion to now care. I'm going to do what I can do. And then he realizes this is beyond something that I can even fix. i got to bring them to another place. And look at the verse says. And he put the man on his own donkey. Let's put it in today's language. Ready? He picked up the guy with his own suburban. (laughs) And he brought him to Radiant Church. (laughs) And he said, listen, we're going to take care of this guy. We're going to do this thing together. And the next day, look what he did. The next day, he took out two denarii, and he gave it to the innkeeper. And that two denarii, scholars debate, it's either somewhere around two weeks To two months worth of medical care for this guy. Now, I don't know if you can afford two weeks or two months of medical care. I don't know if I can afford an hour of medical care. (laughs) It's expensive, right? But the man said, "I'm I'm I'm gonna make this thing cost me something. And he says, We're gonna look after this guy. And when I return, listen, if there's anything else, we're gonna make sure that this person is being made whole. I'm going to make sure. Here's the third thing. Not only do they need our compassion, not only do they need our care, but third, and we'll close with this one, is people deserve our long-term commitment. It's not just a hand raised. It's not just a script given. It's not just some random like, okay, you made a decision, check the box. No, 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 no. People deserve to make sure that we are walking with them through this thing for the long haul. And this is super, super important. I remember years ago, um, I went into Brandon Mall, and there was this teenager out there. And God bless his heart, he was trying his hardest to evangelize. So he came up to me and he's like, he's like, hey, you know, if you died today, would you go to heaven? And I was like, oh, I think so, you know. But I asked, him, I answered like, I- I'm pretty sure. He goes, oh, oh, and then he looked at his script. He's like, where do I go next? And he's like, all right, well, have you ever lied? I was like, definitely. That like you know he went through like the Ten Commandments I was like broken a lot of those and he's like he's like well based on this you're not a Christian I'm like I wonder if he knows I'm a pastor <laughs> so I'm not gonna say anything so I was like I just go along with it. you know I'm like oh man I was like he's like will you will you pray a prayer with me I said like, no, I'll pray prayer with you man so he prays his prayer with me we pray we confess we do the whole thing you know again he's praying for a pastor but it's good. you you can never be too sure right so I get done and he's like I'm like all right man well what do I do now And he's like well have a good day sir and then he walks off I just got saved leave me like and I remember sitting there thinking going great intentions but he missed it he missed it like uh, first I'm glad he's doing something but, but we miss it. We miss it if we think the end result is a hand raised. Yeah. But they raised their hand. Oh, we got it. Okay, check the box. Next person. No, 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 no. We're not here for hands raised. Remember, this is not this idea of going, we're going to help people. And then once they get to Jesus, we're out of this thing. No, no, no. That's not what the church is for. The church is to walk with people and be with them through the long haul of this deal. Remember, this is how God deals with us. Second Peter, it says it like this, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. I don't know about you, I'm so glad that our God did not give up on me after one little hand raise that I gave or one little moment at the altar. No, he kept working on me. He kept getting involved. Why? Because let me tell you, Ministry is messy. Dealing with people is tough. That anybody can sit from the back and criticize. Getting in the front lines of ministry, that's where it's, it's tough. But he doesn't want anyone to perish. Look what he says. He says, but everyone to come to repentance. What is repentance? A change of mind. And that takes some time. So we got to work with people through this process. Remember the Great Commission? Therefore go and make hands raised. No? I think it's a good starting point. That's not the ultimate goal. The goal is discipleship. Of all nations, guess what we're going to do after that? Then we're going to baptize people. That's what we're going to do next Sunday. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we're going to teach them to obey. You want to know where it gets really difficult? Watch when you try to teach people obedience to God. (laughs) Takes some time. It's hard. So so we're going to stay with people through the long haul. That's why groups are important. Foundations is important. And, And getting connected is important. Because this is the command of God. Here's, here's what discipleship is. Write down your notes. Discipleship is simply helping people take their next step. So you go, I can't do everything. I, you can help some people take their next step. You can encourage them. So let me give you a couple of these things that you can do that I think are some next steps. One is you can invite some people to church. That's, that's their next step. And that might be very difficult. We're going to talk about how you can do it. Some people you've invited to church. They came and then they stopped coming. You're going to invite them back. Because you're going you're to be a good friend. You're going to be a person that realizes the world's only going to kill them, only going to beat them up. I'm going to do my part. Some of y'all have some friends that need to be in groups. You're going to encourage them to do that. Let's be the family of believers that were in this thing for the long haul. You're like, well, Aaron, that's tough. Welcome to my life. This is my whole life. Dealing with people, and it's messy. Galatians 6, 9. Here's the verse I hold on to. Let us not grow weary in doing good. Some of y'all, you believed in people, you've trusted them, you've, you've tried to reach them, and it's been tough For at the proper time. The proper time is never my time, but it's the perfect time. You will reap a harvest if you do not give up. So, here's what I want you to do. When you came in today at all of our locations, we gave you a card that we're calling People Are Our Pursuit Challenge. I want every person right now, all over Tampa Bay, there's thousands of you guys, I want you to pull that card out right now. This is the practical application of our message. We're gonna do it, we're gonna pray for it, and then we're gonna release you. And I think it's gonna be a world-changing moment today. So if you did not get one of these cards, it's okay. Our ushers are walking down the aisles at all of our locations, throw a hand up, and right now, and we will get you a card. I see dozens of hands raised ushers, let's go quick. Get them out at all of our campuses. St. Pete, those in North Tampa, the Heights, some Brandon, make sure you throw that hand up. We'll get you. Everybody needs a card. And on the back of this card, while you're getting it, it has a challenge to say, These are my three people. And here's what I want us to do I want to activate you as good Samaritans to say, You know what? There's some people that you know that are robbed, that are beaten up, that are broken down, and they're in your life right now. They might look like they have it all together, but but they don't. And I want you to write down their names right now. And I want you to think of it. God's putting three people on everybody's heart. I think this is amazing. You got to think with our church, our size, there's going to be thousands and thousands of names that are written on these cards right here. But you're not going to just write them once. You're going to write them twice because it's perforated on the bottom. And on the bottom, you're just going to put their first names right there at the bottom. Maybe it's a loved one. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's a spouse. And this card it's going to be the defining factor of their life where a good samaritan says i'm not going to walk by and just do church anymore i'm going to find a way to have compassion to show care and then to make a long-term commitment to help them be all that god's called them to be so you're writing their three names at the top and then i want you to write the same three names right there at the bottom here's why that bottom part is going to be torn off it's going to be dropped on your way out and you know what we're going to pray over them. we're going to have all of our prayer teams pray over them we're gonna, I'm going to be praying over them. We're going to be calling it out. And here's what I believe. Ready, radio I'm believing that by the end of the year, we've got a lot of great series. We got the B-list happening, and, and then we got. Oh, by the way, this is kind of a little leak. Um, we're, this Christmas, we're doing at the movies for Christmas this year, which we've never done before. Perfect time to invite people. Very evangelistic. So, so I'm believing from now until the end of the year that this that these three names of people are gonna come to know Jesus. And here's what you're committing to. So I would take it, put it in my Bible, put it with my Bible reading plan. I'm gonna commit to praying for them every single day. Because here's what I've realized. Prayer brings passion. And watch how your heart starts to change towards those people. Then you're gonna encourage them weekly. You're gonna find a time to just shoot them a text. Maybe put it on your calendar. Don't show them your calendar. Just like, hey, this is my moment to send you an encouraging text. It's weird. You're gonna just encourage them. I've got I've got my list. I've got my three. Man, what would happen if our church stopped criticizing the world and start loving them? And then we're gonna invite them regularly. And remember, put them on your own donkey. <laughs> I'll pick you up. That, it, well, that's an inconvenience for me. Yeah, but it's but it's it's eternal for them. We're willing to be inconvenienced for the greater good of their salvation. And we're going to believe God to change their life. When you do invite them, you'll have no greater experience in your life than the moment that I say, bow your head, close your eyes. And you're going to do it, but here's what I give you permission to do. Ready? I give you permission when I say, close your eyes, to do this business. And you're peeking the whole time. Because as difficult as it was for you to invite them, there's no greater joy than when that hand gets raised and they commit their life to Jesus. And it's not gonna stop there because then you're gonna encourage them, you're gonna help them walk through next steps and you're gonna help them get into a group next semester and you're gonna help them really get discipled and get them baptized. And the joy you felt in the hand raised is nothing compared to the joy you're gonna feel when they get in those waters of baptism. I'm telling you, if you've never done it, it'll change your life when you invite someone who's far from God and they get saved. I'm telling you, religious leader, stop focusing on doing religious stuff and work on people. It's about people. It's about hurting and broken and lost people who God has put us in the path for the purpose of letting us be the hope that can bring them to the healing that God has for them. And here's the good news ready let's close it with this and then we're going to pray over these cards i hope you wrote your three names i'm going to give you 15 more seconds here's the good news he says you got to go make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father son and holy spirit and teaching them to obey everything i've commanded you're like whoa that's overwhelming but we miss it did you miss it look what he said after and by the way i'm with you always even to the end of the age You're going to find out when you become a Christian that's on mission, you're not doing it alone. God is with you. He's giving you his spirit. He's giving you his power. He'll give you those words to say. He'll give you some boldness so that you can do what God has called you to do. You got your three names? Everybody's got them written down? All right, take those cards right now. I want you to hold it up to heaven right now. This is a moment. Oh, this is so amazing. I think of the the parents. Sons and daughters who are written on these names. Think of the coworkers. And we care about them, but God, you care about them way more. Lord, would you break our heart with the things that break your heart, which is lost, hurting people? Lord, over these next three months, would you give us divine opportunities? just to say yes to praying for them, encouraging them, and then doing that invite. Give us a boldness. I know so many people think of those names and they think, oh, I just don't even know what to say. Give us boldness. And I pray for a massive harvest of souls this year as we become a church that people are our pursuit. In Jesus' name we pray. Now keep that card down in your lap right now. There's one last group, and you're the person that's broken on the side of the road. You came to church today and i want you to know god loves you and has a plan for your life problem is sin sin's got us in the situation we're in right now so what do we do about our sin we can't work our way out of it you need a savior jesus is that savior and your life change starts right now someone's been praying for you and probably someone invited you this service for this moment right now. If that's you today, on the count of three, I want you to respond in faith and say, today's my day. I'm giving my life to Christ. I'm not going to live broken down on the side of this road any longer. I'm giving myself to Jesus to be made whole, to experience repentance, a change of life, so that can be all that God's called me to be. If that's you on the count of three, at every location, throw that hand up. Ready? One, two, three. Throw those hands up. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, wave it at me and put it right back down. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So many people, at all of our locations. Let's pray this prayer and let's pray it out loud together. Say, dear Jesus, come on, mean it from your heart. Say, dear Jesus, today I give you my life, my past, my present, and my future. Forgive me of my sins. Today I make a decision to make you my Lord and to make you my Savior. For the rest of my life, I'm going to follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, Come on, can we celebrate with lives that just got changed all over the city? Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.